Hello, and welcome to Talk Me Some Art, and this is Guy Massey, and I'm presenting to you today um, a, the story of autism um, in the United States. One in 54 children is the latest statistic, um, has autism, and there are 100,000 new cases uh, reported every year. Um, it's characterized by, well, I want to first also let you know that in the studio here with me is um, my sister-in-law, Janet, Janet Massey, who has a son, John, who um, is, has the, um, the condition that we call autism. Uh, it's characterized by abnormal body posturing in facial expressions and facial inspection, expressions, excuse me. Um, it has, it also manifests itself with abnormal voice uh, or tone to the voice. Um, the, the autism patient will uh, avoid eye contact, probably one of the more frustrating aspects of, of uh, having an autistic child uh, with, uh, the, the, such as with Pierre and Janet. Pierre's my brother, Janet, my lovely sister-in-law. Um, behavioral disturbances, uh, uh, deficits in language comprehension, uh, delay in learning to speak, um, and just finishing up here, flat or monotonous speech when they do speak, and in, inappropriate social interaction is the last factor, uh, and that, that has happened with Janet. I don't know if she's going to want to touch upon that. Um, is that something that you want to get into, Janet? Sure. Whatever questions you have, Guy. Thanks so much, Janet. Um, so it's, there's many, many forms of, of autism and many severity levels. Um, but the climate out there, it's gradually improving. Um, Janet, would you agree with that? I, I'm not really sure. John is 30 this year. And, um, I, to be honest, don't really read a lot about it much anymore. I know you used to you used to be an incredible reader of it. You used to soak that up like it was no tomorrow. Yeah, I remember being advocating. You have to, you have to, you know, with something so. I mean, it was devastating when the diagnosis came, but I just wanted Pierre and I both just wanted to know less about the why and more about how we could help John. Did you go through those classic situations of of denial? at the beginning? Uh, no. You accepted, you accepted it right away? <laughs> well, accepted and, um, both, again, both Pierre and I, uh, are realists. So we knew something was wrong. We didn't know what, um, oh, right. and it was hard, but I think we pretty much accepted it on a intellectual level, not emotional, I'm sure. We're gonna get we're gonna get into the whole personal aspect of it, but what is your take on that one in fifty four children ratio? Is what we last checked with Google. I'm not surprised mm -hmm. because I also think there's a lot of different theories about how one is diagnosed, and some say it's been underdiagnosed for years, which is probably the case. Oh, okay, yes. But also um, the increase may be environmental. I know the MMR vaccine has been 
Um, That's controversial. It is very controversial. And some people still think yes, and other people say definitely no, because the medical, uh, um, the, uh, help me here, the medical um, diagnosis population. Oh, the medical the, the profession. Med profession. profession. Uh, says sorry, no, yeah. it has nothing to do with it. Although in 1991, I believe they removed one of the um, ingredients for the MMR vaccine. And I would wonder why, if it wasn't the case that public public pressure, possibly. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I, Maybe a doctor's consortium um, all coming together and deciding to take that component out. Yeah. Um, so with John, he likes Mr. Rogers. He does like Mr. Rogers. So it's to this day. And it's really almost to the extent of it being exclusively Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which was a TV children's television show back in the 60s and 70s um, by Dr. Fred Rogers. Um, a movie was recently made. Um, I think another, another couple of... Uh, uh, documentaries were made of him late. He's very, very popular of late. Yeah. He, he's known for changing his sneakers and sweater in about a two minute time. <clears throat> but so through that, do we know that, can we just say, add to that, the characterizations of it, that, that the person in case of John definitely is, he's very focused on, oh, wh yes. on what he likes, what he likes and what he wants. And it's, I Not at an extreme list of things. It's uh, Mr. Rogers was a calming character um, in well, many people's lives. What do you think resonates? What do you think resonates with with him with uh, with, with, Mr. with Mr. Rogers. Rogers? Yeah, I think that Mr. Rogers talks slowly. He he does is, um, uh, thoughtful, and his movements are slow. I've found over the years with John, people who are very loud or move quickly or talk quickly agitate him. Oh, you know. Okay, interesting. Like a lot of us. <laughs> okay. But um, he tends to get drawn to You know, I think quiet. you're right, because when I do see John, we, we don't see him so much now with the COVID uh, scare. Um, the facilities are, he's in a group home now. Yes. With five other patients? Four other. And do you call them patients or participants? Uh, clients. Clients. Uh, and they really are closed door policy. They do get to go out on van rides and have Walks. some outside walk activity. But for the most part, they're shut out from societies like a cloistered nuns would be. Right. Uh, but I do know back in the I'm day. I'm picturing John in a habit. I <laughs> know. <laughs> would it stay on? He actually had his mask on. Um, Folks, uh, for, for those that have decided to listen, we, we appreciate your support. Um, that he had his mask on for a record 10 minutes without tearing it off, as most uh, most people with uh, autism. And like Janet said, this is a young man of in this, that is just going to be 30, right? 30 in July. He'll yes. be 30 in July, um, which is an amazing thing that the amount of time that has just gone by so quickly... In the blink of an eye, he's he's a he's a full fledged man. Not that he wasn't at twenty or eighteen even, but uh, seems to be thirty is like that professional age, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but in he, many ways, he's like a five year old. He's a good looking kid. He's probably the best looking kid around that you could ever see. 
Uh, he looks younger than his age. He looks like he's really 15 to me or 18 and he's 30. Um, he's, he's a sweetheart. Uh, he likes, can you tell us about his little things that he likes to, what is, he likes a certain beverage from what I understand. <laughs> Coffee. Coffee. That's the first word out Coffee. of his mouth. He calls us every evening now. He does, yeah. Well, the, the staff at the group home call us every evening yeah. so he can speak with us. I know Pierre intercepts the call from his car sometimes, yeah. uh, and I'm in the car with him. Uh, once a week, I come and visit uh, and stay overnight here. Um, Pierre and Janet have been helping me out with my own issues. Um, I might be borderline autistic, but uh, probably not. Janet's nodding no, but um, <laughs> maybe Asperger's there, whatever. Uh, I'm willing to accept it. I think we may have all a little degree of it in life. We, I think so but, too, But, guys. you know, I can't say that with any authority whatsoever. I think you're spot on. Yeah. John calls. It's usually the call comes in around 6 o'clock and we say, hi, John. And he says, coffee. Yeah. And then we say, well, we don't have any coffee, John. And then he asks for a cookie. <laughs> Number two. And then Number two. And then there's ginger ale. Okay. But then there's also a four. Begins with a V. It has to do with transportation. Van Rye. Van Rye. Which he's been saying that more lately. I think he wants to come home and visit. He hasn't seen us. He doesn't understand what a COVID virus is. Right. Or, or, or the why of why we aren't visiting, which um, actually doesn't seem to be affecting him tremendously, which is very comforting. Right. But it, I'm... Getting very impatient about not seeing him. Oh, I'm sure you are. And I know you are. I can know that for a fact, Janet. But the phone calls help and technology, WhatsApp. They, we have a video call every week so he can at least see us and we can see him live, quote unquote live. The technology is awesome out there. There's no question about it. Right. Um, but he yeah. has very limited um, interests, which makes it very difficult for the group home. Because sure. uh, uh, the days are long, and Ooh. they're amazing, rugged, amazing human beings. I must say, that have helped him. Sure. And to 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 do that all day long with someone who has very few interests um, is extremely. That's difficult. it. That's the real challenge, isn't it? That is a challenge. It's a long day in twenty four hours, or in in about the. Uh, what is it? The, the sixteen hours that we're awake mm -hmm. to fill that time void. Is is tough for even even normal adjusted adults. Sure. Uh, let alone a, ch a child, or in this case, a young man, mm -hmm. uh, or a man, I should say, that is um, limited to, uh, you know, maybe some Mister Rogers and maybe a Mary Poppins, or sure. There's a couple of little other things he does. Movies like. help. Movies. Movies help the staff. I'm sure. Yeah. They helped us when John was small and home before he moved into a group home, and. Um, I, I think that uh, yeah. if they gave him a project to do, for instance, color something out of a book. Janet, what's the... His response, would, his response is, I'm sure, let me finish this so I can be finished with it. Not, I'm enjoying coloring. I get that. Picture. I got that feeling since day one with John. Uh, what's the most challenging? I didn't want to forget this question. That's probably why I started to interrupt and I apologize. Yeah. Um, you're great, Janet. It's fine. It's wonderful to have you here, first of all. Oh, thank you for... Um, in your home, by the way. We're, we're in Janet's home, 
in Warwick, Rhode Island. On Talk Me Some Art. On Talk Me Some Art. This is again, Talk Me Some Art. And I'm speaking again with Janet Massey. What is the most difficult aspect of John's uh, disorder? Let's see. That's a difficult question. Let me help you out. Is it, would it have anything with like the meds, getting the meds balanced? Well, for a time, but we had the this, cocktail, as they yeah, say. Yeah, they had. We we've been fortunate that his psychiatrist has been with us since John was eleven years old. Oh wow! And she's probably soon to retire. I but, did know that. Okay. And very um, conservative about doses because she has always said she didn't want to lose John in the process of keeping him calm, anxiety free enough that it would John would still be John not oh um, lose John lose his personality lose his personality be so ah, over medicated okay. that he's stays still that's a wise tact she's she's an amazing human being she's also a fabulous doctor we've been so blessed to have her shout outs okay. go through all go to all the medical professionals and Right. Uh, care people that have involved with John on this. No amazing. question. Really, truly amazing. I think the most difficult, what was the question? I forgot. What's but the most difficult aspect of, of the whole I think thing? it hasn't come yet, to be honest with you. I think oh. we've adjusted that John is who he is. And we, after reading so much information on autism um, for many, many years, at a certain point we said, we're going to stop this and just behave as a family. And John is... Gee, I kind of almost realized when you did that, when you made that decision, now that you mention it. But Gee. I think the difficult, the most difficult thing about um, autism is ahead of me, ahead of Pierre and I, oh. for if we if we die before John, which probably will be the case, I mean, Teresa is in the picture... And uh, she's out in Chicago Teresa's, at the moment. Teresa's your other daughter? Yes. Uh, your daughter? Yes. And she... A little older. She is very responsible. So if we have things in place, you know, which is something probably we should be working on at the moment. I mean, he has a trust and things like that. And we have a will and all these things. But I think if I found out today that my life was ending or, or, or something was going to happen to Pierre and I both, um, that would be the most difficult part of John and his autism. Oh, so it hasn't even occurred yet. No. And it's that big looming one that you don't really know about. The but fear, I don't know. The fear of the but unknown. I don't know. We'll have things in place. Teresa will be around. But I think some discussions soon have to be discussed with other people that might be able to check on him and Good. be an advocate for him. Can you give me a, a, a very quick, just for the sake of our audience, um, very good, thanks, Janet. Um, no, really, you're doing great. Um, I hope I'm doing as well as you, and I'm only have to ask the questions, but uh, can you just give us, give us a real, just a quick timeline from, not necessarily when John was born, uh, let's say from when he was diagnosed. Okay. What, what, what were the procedures? I know you did some ad advocacy at the state. Um, yes, uh, you, I did. Uh, you went met with the governor. The governor and some of the finance people who. So start start with John's first professional care aspect, if you can. Well, and just just give it very quickly and briefly, so oh, okay. you, you can spend time on analyzing right. any of these. 
Well, the first, I brought him into a pediatrician visit and he had been to the neurologist before that visit and he had a cold and I brought him in to see his pediatrician and she, after his exam or after she looked at him with the cold, he fell asleep in my arms. I'll never forget it. And she then told me that the diagnosis was autism. She had conferred with the neurologist and that this is not something that's going to go away. It's lifelong. And I immediately broke down and the Kleenex box came sailing over to me. Oh. And um, so that was like, but I do remember saying at that moment, um, I just want to know how to help him. Tell me how to help him. So she gave me some numbers of a woman, or one number actually, her last name was Armstrong, I think. And um, I got in touch with her right away. After that, you know, of course, PR came home. I don't remember, we knew something was up, but um, so Pierre and I found out, you know, I told Pierre when he got home from work and then I don't really remember the day after that. I remember the moment when she told me and then he went into an early um, intervention at three years old because at the time they couldn't, they couldn't cement the diagnosis until he turned three for financial reasons or services, service reasons. And then he was, oh my gosh, we had so many programs along the way. We had afternoon intervention at our home. He went to New England rehab for occupational therapy, um, you know, psychiatrists at Bradley, uh, medications, ones that worked, ones that didn't work. Uh, then he developed at 11 a seizure disorder. He had a seizure in our living room when he was having an afternoon visit from... Um, that must have been tough. That was hard. There were six firefighters in my living room. And he... Wow. We went to the hospital. That's going to be a record for firefighters in one room. Well, they had just gotten a new truck, I guess, or a new station. So wow. I was like, wow, that was a lot of... Anyways, that was pretty traumatic. But he's all... Gladly, he, you know, happily, he's on a medication that he has not had seizures for years now. Um, but that was kind of, that was difficult because you couldn't explain to him what was happening at all. This is a lot of the frustration of it, isn't it? Yeah, the communication. And for me, who is someone who enjoys good communication. I know that for a fact. And even with Teresa, as she was growing up, talking with her and ex trying to explain things um, and also discipline when they're misbehaving. I mean, there was no, you could not discipline John. No, that's out of the question. He would laugh. If right. If you said stop sure. it, he would just laugh at you. No, there's it no, the no self-examination. No, no. And, and it was, uh, it was. Um, A lot of the tools that we have. And it was hard for Teresa. I mean, it was really difficult. She learned a lot about what life is when it's hard right. early, which so, has made her, uh, uh, I think, in many ways, so, a better human. So the things that we take for granted, that Teresa takes for granted, that you, that I, mm -hmm. Pierre, mm -hmm. um, we we really do take them for granted in the sense that these these are not even in the tool set 
of an autistic person. Yes. No. That's because, a tough nut to crack. Yeah. They, I think John is managing quite well right now with the help of tremendous people. And I think that he, um, I don't know, it, his first sentence, it took 25 years for his first sentence, which was quite humorous. And uh, he slowed his speech down. And I said, what do you want, John? And he said, <laughs> he was 28 years old, too. I was visiting him at the group home. And he said, I want, he learned to say, I want slowly, early in his life. I want sandwich. I want juice. I want juice or what? This was. A, does he does he it, know that he's putting that together? He does. Oh, that's I awesome. think he does know that. I so, think he has a lot of receptive. That's a good thing to mention. He has a lot of receptive language that he understands. It goes to show you, folks. It's never too late. It's expressive. And, and, and these are really miracle. This is a really that's a real miraculous oh, yeah. moment. I'm happy that he understands some things. The expressive language is what's so difficult. But this particular day, he said, I want you to go home. Oh, isn't that great? <laughs> now, that's refreshing. That made me laugh, actually. Now he that Probably, this, he's 28 years old. He doesn't great. want to hang around with his mother. And this was this was when he was 28. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, maybe that can bring us and segue us into this other component of faith. Has It, it must have rocked your faith. How, um, did, how did actually, it? Or did it not? It did not. The face that Janet no. gave me was one of, uh, no, you know, it's not no. true. Okay. I, 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 I never questioned my faith, but I certainly... How is your faith? Where, where would you pin your faith? What level now? Because I know you, you and Pierre, you actually do the rosary, which is not common for many even Roman Catholics. No, but he... It, he does it's it more than I. Pierre does it much helped. more than I do. And you and you and now I want to tell you, folks, they are, these are the least preachy folks that you could ever have. <laughs> Pierre used to be a church organist; actually, he still is by profession, um, but he now works at my brother Paul's car dealership um, in car in in business development. But that being said, he basically it's a fancy way to say he sells cars on the internet. But um, what he is, he is the non-preachiest Catholic. He will tell you the strength that God has given him and, and, and all the aspects of it, but will never lay anything down on you heavy. And that, that, goes, that goes double for his, his wife, Janet. And again, Janet is with us here, and we're talking about John, John Arrow. John, I keep saying Arrow. Arrow He's named Arrow. after John Arrow. All right, yeah. John Arrow. But Arrow is, is Janet's maiden name. And I just finished designing some stationery in my other activities. I'm a graphic designer. Um, now, how do we bring this to art? Because we wanted to, I wanted to talk about this with you. Um, it's one of those great seminal kind of discussions to have um, because you're, you're a loved one in the family and it, this is affecting you, of course, very importantly. Um, but how do we... I'm thinking about it now. How do we, or do we have to segue this into art? Um, there is a there is a relationship. Oh, there is a relationship for sure. I think there are many artists that, I mean, and I'm not going to use the art of life moniker. That's yeah. always a that's always a crutch. It's not the art of life, but it is the art. Well, art is 
Art is, isn't it your attitude about life? Art is live life as art. Live life as art. Yes. And, 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 and is that a coping? That. It's a coping aspect that's important. Yes. Well, art has helped me. I mean, in you know, separate from any of the issues of autism, mm -hmm. I think um, art and beauty. There was a, um, someone that brought that back into my life. Um, I have to ah. say was Sarah Klimke, now Sarah Stiller. She lives in Bavaria now. But I remember working for her when John was in school or in a program and there were flowers on the table and she had great artwork on her walls. And and I used to think um, it, it oh. like brought me back to life wow. after a very difficult few years before I met her. And um, she yeah. brought um, art and beauty um, because for a long time I didn't have flowers on the table or... I mean, we had artwork taken off the walls because John would spin the frames. Ah. It looked like we had just moved in the house. <laughs> but um, right. so things evolved and, you know, uh, I don't know if that makes sense. But anyways, it was it was a turning point in dealing with John's autism, I think, that okay. helped tremendously. Awesome. You know, you feel very isolated when you have a child with autism. Or I did. Pierre did, too. And, you know, the beauty in John, when you when you interact with him and you see the beauty, there's art there, too. There's an art in that. Oh, in who you know, he is? In just the, the art of, of what life can bring you and the joys that it can bring you in the strangest roundabout ways. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Is it before we close? Is there any aspect of, of what we've talked about that we you know? Is there any aspects that we haven't talked about? Oh, I have something very good awesome. I think to end with is okay. someone handed me a poem um, about "Welcome to Holland" is a is a poem, and I think that if you gave it to someone who was initially dealing with this diagnosis of a child, their child. Uh, or any child, um, they might throw it at you because it's pretty overwhelming at the very beginning. But it was given to me at a at a, a turning point where we had been in it for a few years, and it, of course the poem made me cry. But it was making an analogy of someone who had um, had a child and had all these plans and. You know, uh, it was like going to, they wanted to go to Italy. They, they they made a comparison that they wanted to go to Italy, but they ended up in Holland. Oh. I mean, you want to have a healthy child. Everyone wants a healthy ah. child. And um, okay. the trip to Italy was okay. the healthy child. And you land in another country. Ah. And you have to learn how to deal with and see the beauty, which brings us to art there's sure. you know maybe uh you know um you're not in rome looking at all the beautiful artwork of the sistine chapel but okay. you're looking at tulip fields instead sure and how it and um, you should look it up you know you're not you're not, you're not in sunny italy anymore you're in rainy drizzly holland 
No, they actually don't do that. They they actually talk about the beauty of Holland oh, okay. when you get used to it, when you get over the, the, the heartbreaking part of it. Sure. You know, not going where you plan to go. Don't compare. We all make plans. Yeah. I mean, anyone can relate it to their life in a sense when things are difficult that yeah. you plan to do this and you ended up here, sure. which is... Most it's a, of, it's a most great of us. analogy. It's a great analogy. It's a great analogy. It was a great analogy and a very moving poem about a disabled child that was born to a family, and they said, uh, "You know, move all their plans." Well, we're at we're almost at our half hour mark. Not that that was any goal, and but I want to thank uh, Janet for sitting in today, this morning, um, in your lovely home. Um, we're going to be setting out uh, back to my Pawtucket studio where I'm getting ramped up for another Buckles Brannigan adventure. It's going to be this time. We're going to like depart um, and maybe John will give that a listen, um, but maybe not. Um, so that's our upcoming episode. And But this one will be, uh, is available and we hope that you participate by listening. And send me comments, please. I'd like to hear from you. So with that in mind, Janet, did you want to have any last word? Thank you for having me today, and I enjoyed our time together. You're welcome. I'm honored. I'm honored to have you as my sister-in-law. I love Pierre and Janet. Uh, I love all my family, of course. Um, my folks, again, they passed away years ago, but um, I have the support of my my immediate family, and it's just wonderful um, all the in-laws too. Uh, Janet's really is a, is an in, in, in person in my book, in, in family. <laughs> so good night all, or good day, I should say, right? You could be listening to this at any, any time. Take care.